yes, you have to fire some people, but there was my lead guy for seven, eight years, I think. We worked side by side together for years. I don't know what was going on with him. It just got to the point where he walked off a job site one day. The rest of the crew was there. I said, he's gone. We're going to keep, we're going to finish the year. And it was like, man, what did I do wrong? But it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened. Welcome again to another episode of One Starfish, where our mission is to change the world one starfish or one person at a time. As always, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, share all the things. That's how we get the word out. By the way, you know, last year we grew uh, 14%, which is pretty cool. This year is to grow like 50%. So make sure you're sharing this stuff. Anyway, I'm excited for our guest today. Uh, Larry and I have known each other through Arte. He's down in Montana, so kind of like a nearby neighbor-ish. Um, and <laughs> close as we can get, really. His company is Reflections <clears throat> Water Garden, where he does waterfalls, pools, and ponds. I said everything water, which I love water. And um, started his business in 2010, but has been in the industry since 2004. Thanks for being on, Larry. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I wish I was in Montana, but I am actually outside of Chicago. Oh, I got all the I get all the places wrong. I should know <laughs> this, but um, anyway, Chicago, Montana, yes, because we met up in Chicago. Sometimes I wonder about yeah. my my world, but anyway, so he's in Chicago. Wishes he's in Montana, except that it's probably colder there right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, family guy, all the good stuff. So tell us a little bit what got you into you know water. I don't know what you want to call it. Water things for houses. Oh. Yeah, waterscaping. Um, we, when my wife and I built the house that we're in now, uh, she wanted a pool, but we didn't want a normal pool, uh, just a concrete box with a cover and couldn't find anybody to build what we had a vision for. We actually tried to contact a couple other companies. Um, nobody would, nobody got it. So then finally, um, I found somebody that said they could do it, realized they didn't know how to do it. But that person said to me, hey, I think this could be something, you know, these swimming ponds and natural swimming pools. Um, so I went, I, I wound up leaving the landscape firm I was with and went to work for that person. And then, um, and the 2010 went off on my own. Very shortened form. I like it. Found <laughs> a need, wanted something, decided yep. to build it yourself, basically. That's exactly. awesome. Pretty much. So we were chatting a little bit before. Um, well, first of all, actually, I want I love to back up even past that. Have you, you know, when you started your own business in 2010, um, you know, did you come from an entrepreneurial family? Where did that idea even come from to like branch out on your own? You know, that's a great question because for some reason, no entrepreneurs, well, okay, my grandfather owned a tavern in, in, in the city. So maybe there was one, um, but for some goofy reason in the back of my head, I always wanted my own company, but had no clue what to do. Hmm. Um, never worked for anybody that taught me or trained me how to run a company. And ultimately <clears throat> I came home from the landscaping firm I was working at telling stories. And my wife looked right at me and she said, quit your fucking job. And then she bought me a pickup truck the next day. Um, good wife. <laughs> and she's a great wife. And said, just make just make enough money to take care of the to pay for the truck and take care of stuff around the house. So I didn't have a job. 
Wow. And then uh, slowly people started to contact me um, just and just built it little by little, met met people along the line, um, but still really had no idea how to run a business. I just felt if I could go out and build really cool stuff and show people what I could do, that the work would speak for itself. And it, it you know, grew little by little. It was really a one-man show for a couple of years with part-time people here and there. Wow. So your biggest support, obviously your spouse. So we don't have to worry about that as part of the life. Which is really awesome. Um, so, you know, with your family though, they weren't, you know, entrepreneurial, like you say grandpa maybe, but not your parents, you know, as you, as you went out and did this, did you have a lot of backlash from people that were close to you? Well, obviously, thankfully not your wife, but outside of that zone, did you have a lot of people that were like, what are you doing? I don't know if it was that so much, but people would be like, and we hear stories from our mentors say, it, you know, how's that little vitamin shop going? But it would be, hey, how's that? How's that little landscape company? How's that landscaping thing going? How's this going? You know, yeah, okay, it's it's going, it's going. And now they now they now they see it, and they're like, holy shit! It's not just a little thing. <laughs> it's not a little thing anymore. That's awesome. Um, very cool. So doing through, we talked about some of the challenges that you. Um, you're working on still, uh, obviously, but some of the things that you've also kind of maybe partially figured out, at least they've got you this far. Um, what are some things that you've really worked on? I know you were talking about culture and it with employees and you know stuff like that. You want to dive into a little bit of what you found and maybe it'll help some people that are working on the same situations. Yeah, well, I would. So culture has been huge the last year. And then, you know, we're, we've been working on financials as well. Um, but building, you know, the brand, but helping the guys realize the mission, core values, what we stand for, who we serve. But more than that, just what what do they want to get out of this experience and being part of our team? And how can they get what they want by being here? I said that correctly. Um because they have to be able to see their vision inside of working with you mm-hmm. to, to achieve their goals. So one thing we did early this year is we had the guys find images on online and we made vision boards for them. Mm-hmm. So they brought in cutouts, digital images of what they wanted. Some of it was financial, some of it was you know vehicles, family, uh, vacation type stuff. And I, opened up Photoshop and made collages for them and they hang on the wall at our shop where they can see it every day. Cool. And it was cool because I thought I was going to hang them in one part of the office and they said, no, we want to hang it here. So when we're sitting here and walking out the door, we see it every day. Cool. So, yeah. Vision so culture's been huge. That's cool. What are, what are some of the challenges you've had to overcome? You talked about letting people go um, and, you know, weeding cancer out is really important. What are some challenges that you've had to come to start to build a culture that sounds like you guys are, you know, starting to have today? Well, I mean, one of the challenges was, is I would have people that they were good at working, but everything else, it was just a mess, you know, and, and a lot of that was their, their personal lives or, you know, or they, weren't living up to the company core values we were establishing and 
you could just tell it in their body language as we started implementing these things. And you know, you hear that people will weed themselves out and it it does. It it happens, it works. You know, yes, you have to fire some people, but there was my lead guy for seven, eight years, I think. We worked side by side together for years. Um I don't know what was going on with him, but it just got to the point where he walked off a job site one day. The rest of the crew was there. And I said, he's gone. We're going to keep, we're going to finish the year. And it was like, man, what did I do wrong? But it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened. Tell me more. Tell me, tell me more about that. It, it was just odd. Cause like we were all, we were like family. He'd come to the house for holidays and we would do stuff, try to help him. Um, we learned together because it was he and I building all these things for many years. And just, I don't know what got into his head. Um, still don't. Hmm. Still don't know to this day. Hmm. It got to the point where I wound up having to block him on social. Because it just, just posting, it's just, it's like, I, this is, this is just bad. You, you know. Hmm. And how did that, like, now I'm going to stereotype that I feel like women are more sensitive, but um, I could be wrong. <laughs> it's just stereotyping. But how did that make you feel? And how did you work through some of that well, feeling? Because to me, I'd be really heartbroken. I'd be like, because I've had that happen. And it's like, I really have to work on like not being emotionally attached or like, yeah. it is what it is. And I did the best I could and whatever, but it's still hard. Like, I'm like, I thought you were my friend. <laughs> well, and then and it was funny because for years he would, he, he would go down and, and be like, you know, he, he would tell my wife, right? Like, you know, I, I'm only going to be here for a couple more years. Larry's going to have to find somebody else to replace me. He's going to have to find somebody else to replace me. I'm, you know, you know, one, one day I got to leave and he's got to find somebody. And then I wound up hiring uh, a person that I made my operations manager to help me. And then either he, you know, the, my, the laborer guy, he just didn't get it um and and saw it as a threat and then it really just went downhill hmm. quickly after that but that's where i was like what the f am i doing wrong i'm trying to help him i'm trying to help this guy i'm trying to grow and do things but didn't have that knowledge of culture business so what did you i'm curious so what did you learn from that was there things that you you know took out of that that you would do differently um have done differently going forward that either would have kept him or got rid of him sooner or wouldn't have been such a shock. I don't, what did you learn out of that? Well, one of my big things is I assume everybody understands what's going on. Mm, yeah. And, then, and, and knows <laughs> the plan. So it's the whole assumption thing and just having open conversations and saying, Hey, I'm hiring this guy to do this and help me with this. You know, you're still doing that. Um, Cause even, even now it, it's like you just lay it out for the the existing crew and this is where we're going. This is what we want to do. This is why I'm bringing on this guy. Um, but at the same time, asking them for their input has been huge, mm. you know, um, and that helps develop them thinking as well. Cause now they're, it, it's the buy-in and, and now they're contributing. Um, that's cool yeah more buy-in more more but yeah just assuming that everybody understands what's going on and everything's fine mm -hmm. 
not not always that way. <laughs> not, not even awesome. close. So if you were, you know, you're talking to someone on here that's, you know, a young entrepreneur, because I think that's probably be a lot of them just getting going. Um, what are some tips that, you know, you just mentioned something, talk to your crew more, explain what's happening, where you're going, yeah. what's your vision. Um, what are some other things that you can think of that would make it, I don't know, some, some potholes that you fell in, some road mines you hit that maybe others could avoid by knowing about them? Uh, I think one of the large one was the core values. And then um, determining, the, again, the vision, but then developing operating procedures that, excuse me, I, I take for granted, but because I'm in the field a lot, I work with the crew. Now, the goal is develop all these SOPs and it's documented and teaching the guys so they can run it on their own and I'm out doing more selling. Right. Um, I'm not on the site as much as I used to be but I'm still there. Uh, so developing the operating procedures so and make them so simple that somebody can just walk in and do it. Now, it, the challenge on my side is we're more artistic. So finding the person that has the eye to do some of the rock placement and things we're doing, uh, but we're developing that. And then... Um, Learning about financials has been big. I used to just pay cash for everything and would would not invest if I didn't feel I had the money. And then I learned that there's I have access to money. And as long as I use it correctly, I can grow and get to that next level. So we've been doing that this last year. Cool. That's exciting. That's awesome. So tell us, like, what's one of your favorite... Um, call it waterscapes that you've done that just kind of stands out that you just had a lot of fun at. Oh wow! Um, they're all cool, and then, but I think one of the the coolest ones I did was a consulting job. So we didn't actually build it, okay. but it's a five acre water park in the Wisconsin Dells. Um, it's all naturally biologically filtered. And it was a it was a fun project to be part of. And then when they finally opened this year, I brought the whole team up there and had we had a blast for a day. Oh fun. Um so it was great. But you know, when you when you build something in, in someone's backyard, because we we do it to give them peace and tranquility, you know, we have a tagline or slogan to escape to your backyard. Um because with all the stress and all the shit people deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, especially during COVID, people spent money in their on their properties uh, to relax. Yeah. yeah, and so that's what we provide them. And then when you know somebody gets to enjoy that, and you see the look on the family's face, and the kids are running around once you turn it on, it's just pretty cool. It feels mm. good. That would be cool. I imagine you have pictures on your website. Yeah, like we've that. got some. Cool. Yep. Cool. I love it. So guys, if you're, you know, looking for some options, check out Larry's website and what he does. We'll have all that in the show notes for sure. Um, which is, which is awesome. I love it. So yeah, um, in wrapping up, you know, I always have three final questions and then anything that we didn't touch on that you think would be really impactful for our listeners. So we learned about culture today. We learned about, um, 
you know, having a supportive wife is really important or supportive yes. spouse. That's awesome. And and going out and working so that they stay supportive. That's always a good thing. That, that's, that's on you, the entrepreneur, if you're listening <laughs> to this. Anyway, first and final question is if someone's looking for their purpose, what's one sentence that you could say that could help them find it? Oh, gosh. Because, you know, I was, I was just listening to a podcast this morning and I was driving around. Like, sometimes I struggle with what's my purpose. Mm. Um, so to think of, I did an exercise once with a coaching group. And what we did is we had all these cards and we were asked different questions. And finally, you were eliminating one by one by one. And then finally, it was my wife's name was the last one. And that was my my purpose. That's why I was there doing what I needed to do to build her up because she was so supportive of me for all these years. That's cool. I, I don't like know if that, that answers that question, but does it also gives people if you know if you're listening, you're like, I don't have one. Sometimes you don't have one. Sometimes it's just like doing the work. So I think that that's also a big takeaway from that. Um, number two, what's a favorite quote and why? Well, you'll probably get this one, and I don't know why it sticks in my head every every now and then. Um, all you can do is all you can do, but all you can all do, you is, can enough. do is enough. <laughs> yeah, Williams. Yep, one of my favorite quotes. I love that one. Yeah. Um, and third and final question for me is, you know, what's one word or sentence you want on your gravestone? Say that one more time. What's one word or sentence you want on your gravestone? Didn't quit. I like that. All right. So you run into someone in the coffee shop. They're like, hey, Larry, you know, I'm going to work on this culture thing. Um, have some core values, you know, not quitting. That was even good right there. Um, doing our best, all that, all that good stuff. What's something we didn't touch on that you think is just really impactful for our listeners to hear? Don't be afraid to ask somebody for help and, and join a, like a mastermind group, mentor group. Because um, one of the things I learned is people want to help you. Mm, associations yep yeah i yeah if you're listening to this and you haven't really keyed in on that like key in on that <laughs> this yeah. is something and, that's and really helping associations as well you yes know, there's what, what the other quote uh oh, shit, no, i forgot but pretty much who, whoever you, you're surrounding yourself with you, you'll grow to that level if you if you stay in a different association that's not where you want to go that's your your friends will keep you there yeah, stay with the pigeons. Just be a pigeon. Um, exactly. <laughs> that's so awesome, guys! I know you want to share this. Like I said, check out the water stuff. I just love water, so I just think this is so cool what Larry does. Um, but let's go out there. Let's rate, review, subscribe, share all that stuff, and let's go out there. Let's change one life or one starfish at a time. If we can change one life at a time together, we can change the world. Thanks for being on, Larry. All right, thank you.